Welcome to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast, where we share illuminating stories and knowledge to inform, educate, inspire and empower you in the areas of business, health, finance, philanthropy, art, and entrepreneurship, designed to help you achieve your goals. And now here is your host, Desiree Stanley. Welcome everyone to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Stanley. And with me today is Brittany Dixon. Welcome to the show, Brittany. I am thrilled that you're here. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent. Brittany is the founder of Brittany & Co. Consulting, and you're going to tell us all about that and how you help business owners find a way to be okay with taking time away from work, right? Allowing yourself that it's okay to say, I'm done now and move on. And we'll talk about all of that and more as we get going. So the first thing I wanted to ask you, Brittany, is how did this come about? What was kind of your journey that prompted you to begin this business? Yeah, totally. So I am an accidental entrepreneur. <laughs> I have no family with entrepreneur. Well, sort of. Long story there. I found my biological father at 29 and he's an entrepreneur. So there's a whole like nature versus nurture thing there. But yeah, so I was in the event planning space and actually got let go from my event planning job and decided to start my own professional organizing company. So I organized people's houses. I'm a mom of twins. So a lot of my clients were twin moms and I kind of just rode that and was like, I know your life is chaos with twins, so I'm going to help you organize your life. <laughs> and then really, out of necessity, I had no idea what I was doing running a business, so I went to find a business coach. And when I did that, didn't know it at the time, but got retargeted on Facebook with all of these like online business coaches and consultants and course creators and the whole online space. Honestly, I lived under a rock as far as the online space goes until like 2017. So I mean, I knew people were running businesses, but I didn't realize how large it actually was. So got into kind of the online side and fumbled my way through figuring out courses and funnels and consulting and all of that stuff. Got really burnt out at one point and had to like step back and kind of reevaluate. And that's kind of when I rebranded to Brittany & Co. and really figured out business owners were getting stuck because they didn't start a business to run a business. They started a business because they're really good at something. They knew they could help people and they knew they could make money, but all the stuff in the background, the systems, the processes, the organizing, the task management, product management, none of that was their wheelhouse. So really just took my organization skills and said, I'm going to go all in on this side of it. Did some consulting, did some coaching. I started a podcast, kind of a little bit of everything, but like you said, really it is a we are here to help people find a way to get the important stuff done, but work less so that they can actually spend time with their family and have the freedom that most people create businesses for versus working 17 hours a day and being super burnout. So work smarter, not harder, so you can get done and go have vacations and trips and all kinds of good stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love what you said because we do, as entrepreneurs, think well, I've got this skill, I've got this idea, this knowledge, I can help other people. Maybe it's a product that you've developed or a service that you've got, you know, a skill in that you want to share with others to help make their life easier. But that back end work tends to just take over, especially if you're not skilled in that area. And I see that a lot. 
it's so easy to get stuck in the minutiae, right? And those things have to be done. And so talk to us a little bit more about that. Like you said a lot about systems and setting things up. So what do you suggest that helps entrepreneurs with that? For sure. So I will tell you, I've worked with some really big companies. I've worked with solopreneurs, kind of the whole gamut. And I will tell you that it's time management is either the thing that will propel you forward or forward. (laughs) If you're not controlling your calendar and your time, it is controlling you. Time, as we know, goes by so quick. Year after year, things just happen faster and faster. If you've got kids, it's, I swear, in like fast forward even more. (laughs) So honestly, time management is the biggest thing and you've got to take control of your calendar. One thing I actually did, so back in 2020 and 2021, I kept telling myself I wanted Fridays off. I was like, I want to take Fridays off. I want to have a three-day weekend. Like I want to have more flexibility to be with kids, all of And what kept happening is I didn't block it off. I didn't control that time. And I would work every Friday. Somebody would be like, hey, can we get on a coffee chat? I'm like, yeah, sure. I think, can we do a sales call? Yeah, absolutely. And I would just take keep taking things. So I implemented blocking out Fridays for all of 2022 on my calendar. Like physically says time block, do not book. <laughs> and while I will say I did not take every Friday off, I'm still an entrepreneur. I still like what I do. I feel like it gave me so much more flexibility to say yes and no to things, actually take a Friday off to have a three-day weekend. And I think that when you start to kind of block things off, like if you want Fridays off, if you've got your morning routine on there, if you have your nighttime routine on there, if you have lunch on there, if you've added buffer time, you really start to realize how little white space you actually have to run a business. But if you don't put that on there and you don't see the full picture, you're just going to keep booking and booking and booking and then not have time on for admin and sales and marketing. But you still have to do all of that stuff, right? Not have time for self-care, but you still need to do that stuff. If you're not planning for all of that and really controlling what your week looks like week over week, your calendar is kind of controlling you. So I would honestly say I don't care what systems you use. It all comes back to time management because even the biggest companies I've set up systems for, for sales, marketing, whatever, if you're not using them or blocking time off on your calendar to use them, they don't really work. So time management is crucial. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. And I love how you're talking about the time blocking and putting those things on your calendar. And I think that for many of us, visually seeing those. And even if you have a little fun with it and color block those things too, then you can really see like, what am I working on? Is this truly important? Is this going to get me forward or to where I want to be with my business? And then you can also see, wow, I'm wasting a lot of time or you're not realizing how much time you're wasting doing things that you don't need to be doing. And so you kind of see that visually. So I think that's a huge uh, point there. Definitely, definitely fan of color coding. I have purple for personal, blue for business. The visual aspect does help so much because if I have a full calendar of purple, I realize it's a very heavy personal day and I'm not going to book a lot of business things because I know that side of my brain has to go that direction and vice versa, right? If I know I have a full day of business, I don't want to try and cram personal appointments between those because it's just going to be harder to manage. Now, I will say that there's two pieces to this time management. There's the tactical, the color coding, the putting on your calendar, the actually doing that piece of it. But a lot of it is mindset work. (laughs) 
which entrepreneurs don't want to hear, right? They're like, give me the magic system and I'll just follow it and it's fine. There's a lot of mindset work that goes into it because you've got to be really tight and have those boundaries in place and say, I'm going to take Fridays off or I'm not starting work on Monday until 10. But then you actually have to follow those boundaries, right? You have to say no to things that don't fit into the goals and the plan and the ideal schedule. You have to really like continually revisit that and make sure that you're following those boundaries. And a lot of that is really hard if you're not in a good mindset or if you're in a scarcity mindset. And that was me back in 2021. I was like, oh, I'm going to take Fridays off. And somebody was like, hey, I want to have a sales call. I'm like, okay, let's do it on Friday. <laughs> so a lot of it, if you have scarcity mindset, it's going to be hard to take time off. So it's both. It's the tactical, it's the mindset piece, but so much of it, if you could just get control of your calendar and your time and really map out everything that you're wanting to make sure you're meeting your goals, it's going to be so much easier to move forward in your business. Yeah, great points there. The mindset aspect of it is huge, not just as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. It's our entire lives, right? It encompasses everything we do, every choice that we make, every decision comes down to mindset. And, you know, there's something that I wanted to say on that. And we can say, I want to take time off or I want to block this. And maybe we start to work on it. But I think a lot of times we maybe we sort of sabotage ourselves. And so do you have any suggestions in that? Because I kind of find this for myself. Like I say, I'm going to do this at this time and find that I don't do that at that time, even though I wrote okay. it down. So what what do you suggest? I mean, what's going on there? Yeah, so I do time blocking a little bit differently. I think a lot of times people that are maybe not organization or systems minded, they try to get too granular when they're time blocking. And they're like, I'm going to work on this specific task from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And let's be real. It's just, it's going to be so much harder to do that, right? So I actually will block things in buckets. And this is how I organize my entire business. I have my BCO method. It is also my branding. So it worked out really well. But <laughs> so B stands for business development. This is going to be anything that's making you money and growing the business. I actually color code it green for that reason. So it's going to be being on podcasts or doing workshops, getting visible, social media, networking, sales, marketing, all of that stuff that's actually growing the business. Then you have client services. So that's going to be anything for your clients, customer service, responding to client emails, client calls, client meetings. If you're a product-based business, this is going to be shipping, receiving, all of the stuff that goes around products. And then operations is all that other fun stuff that no one wants to do. <laughs> the admin, the email, the systems processes, organizing, HR, accounting, numbers, all of that jazz, right? So if you think about time blocking in those three buckets, it's really hard to bounce between tasks in those buckets, right? Like if you're going from doing bookkeeping to now creating social media posts to now responding to customers, like those are three different brainwaves. But if you are doing social media posts and then you're doing some other marketing things and you're doing some content creation and you're going through that it's easier to bounce between tasks in that bucket, right? I start to block off my time this way and say, okay, on Monday from nine to 11, I'm going to do business development time. And this is including anything in that realm, but I'm not going to bounce over to operations or clients. And then I have a block for clients and I have a block for operations. And I think when you start to think in 
those buckets, it's easier to find the tasks that fit within those buckets instead of trying to force the tasks into time blocks. So I definitely think that that's one thing that you can do tactic tactically to fix that. But again, comes back to the mindset piece, right? If you're just going to continue pushing the tasks off, there's probably something bigger behind that. I love that. That's excellent that you're breaking it up in like tasks. Yeah. And that makes so much sense because you are kind of working a certain aspect of your brain. Everything is geared toward oriented around the same kinds of things. And that makes perfect sense and fantastic suggestion. Thank you for that. And, you know, sometimes it's like we do push off those things that we don't really want to be doing yeah. that eventually have to get done. And that's those last minute, like cram, I'm, you know, studying for a test or this thing has to get filed right now. So it's like last minute, get it done. Yep. But yeah, thank you for that uh, suggestion. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. It's a great idea. Well, so let's talk about what are some ways that you could minimize that burnout? And and we talked about the tactical and, you know, yeah. mindset and the calendar. So what are some other ideas? Yeah. So I really pride myself on being a minimalist business. And this kind of stems from a lot of things, right? It stems from back in my organizing days, I would help people get rid of stuff to help organize because obviously it's easier to organize with less stuff. I actually watched the minimalism documentary and that was very eye-opening. Just little you actually have to have to live and to be happy. Currently, we are moving into an RV and about to take off on an adventure for a year. And we've realized that four people and two dogs can actually live in 400 square feet. And I've taken a lot of these principles into my business and my clients' businesses, right? So if we have 80 different tools that we're logging into and softwares and programs and apps and notebooks and planners and like all these places to store things, the more stuff you have, the more chaotic it's going to feel, right? The more strategies you're doing, the more courses you're buying, the more things you're doing. It's just the more you do, it's going to be harder to do any of those things really well. I try to tell my clients in my business to really step back and like slow down take a look, do an audit of your business. What's working? What's not working? What can we remove? Can we kind of combine systems together and clean things up? And really the least amount of things you can do to run your business is going to make your life so much easier. I do systems audits all the time. I have found clients hundreds of dollars a month because I'm like, we can just combine these systems together, get rid of these two things. And now you have to log into one instead of four. <laughs> So a lot of times that systems organization helps. A lot of times just organization in general of all of your digital files and things. I will tell you there's a stat that says people waste 12 and a half hours a week <laughs> searching for things. 12 and a half hours. It's such a big number. That's emails and drive like in your Google Drive, your files and PDFs and JPEGs and text messages and social. I mean, we live in a maximalist world. Like, let's just be real. So the more you can minimize things, the easier life's going to be. I think a lot of times it's, again, the mindset and the tactical, right? If you're not in the mindset to do it, the tactical stuff's not going to work for you. But when you start to see the benefits of having less in your business and your life, it's it's a game changer for sure. Oh, great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Also, the documentary, I, I want to include that in the show yeah. notes for everyone to take a look at because it sounds fantastic. I'm for sure going to 
check that out myself. And you're so right with all of the the places, the files in so many places, Google Drives and you, it, servers, and it's wherever. Searching for things takes so much time. I 100% feel that pain. And I've got to figure out a way to just put it all in one place, right? Yeah, I use the BCO method again. So I, again, I have less places to think of because it's going to fall within one of those buckets. I don't care what kind of business you have. Every business will have those three buckets. Now, some of the bigger businesses will break them down into different departments, whatever. But I use the BCO method for my emails. So I have business development, client services, and operations in my email folders, in my Google Drive folders, in my Asana task management tool, inside of pretty much everything. My bookmarks bar. <laughs> because a, a big part of it, too, is just the mind power that you have to use to find that. That if you could set up a system to find things easier, you free up so much brain space to actually go create things or come up with ideas to help your clients or whatever that might be, because you're looking for less things in less places. You're not wasting time every single time you try to find something. Just really trying to set up systems. Like actually, I have a video on my uh, website. It's like my behind the scenes digital workspace, and that I'm telling you will probably gain you back five hours a week. <laughs> Wow. If you set up LastPass for your passwords and really get your workspace organized, it is a game changer. And it sounds so silly because it's like this tiny little minute thing, but it really does make a massive difference when you're trying to move fast as an entrepreneur and you can't find something. Like you're like, I really need to create this thing, but I'm going to spend 20 minutes trying to find all the stuff I need for it. And now it's time for me to move to the next thing. And that's where I think people lose productivity because you don't have everything you need to get stuff done. So yeah, I think just doing an audit and then really like stepping back to get organized, which I know is hard for entrepreneurs to slow down. But I feel like if you could just slow down for a little bit, you can speed up so much faster. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, there's this, I think, fear that we we can't stop going. We've, we've got so many things that we have to do. We just have to keep going. But you're right. If you just slow down, take a minute, take stock, and eliminate and then you can just go so much faster it's like the idea of a bow and arrow right it's like you're being pulled back but yeah. then you shoot so far forward right yes i love that concept and so it sounds exactly like what you're describing just taking some time to what don't i need anymore and how can i sort this and you know that can be kind of scary because again it's like i don't have time to stop and do this but if you do, how much further ahead are you going to be? Yeah, there's actually a quote. I think it was Albert Einstein. Is for every hour that you spend organizing, you gain like five or something like that. And it, it's so true because if you can slow down and document a process, now you can outsource it and give it to somebody else to do because you now don't have all of the knowledge only in your head. If you slow down and actually delete a bunch of things, you can save yourself money. You can save yourself time. Like there's so many pieces that if you put these things in place and slow down, you're able to go so much faster, so much quicker. And it's kind of the like 30,000 foot view thing too, right? You're, you're in the weeds and I do audits constantly because it happens so fast in the digital world. <laughs> it happens so fast that you sign up for another thing with another password and another username and like all these moving pieces 
if you can just step back and kind of look from that overhead view and see everything, you can really start to see what you don't need and what can actually be taken out of the business. And that comes with, the, it's not just tools. That's like things that you're saying yes to. I realized one time when I did an audit that I was a minimalist business, but I was saying yes to being in a lot of those giant bundles and summits and things where it was like information overload. And I finally was like, no, I'm going to make a rule for our business that we're not going to be a part of those. I love getting invitations to them and I have to stick to my boundaries. So again, back to that mindset piece. But I just said no to one. Somebody requested it. They're like, hey, we're having this summit. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for the invite. But I don't do summits. I don't do things where it's like spewing out tons of information to the end user. So it's not just tools and software. It's projects that you're saying yes to, things you're saying yes to in the business. If you can just really start to audit that and put some bumpers around what you're saying yes to, you free up so much of your time to actually do things that are meaningful and move things forward. Oh, yeah. Fantastic points there. I love it. And again, you brought up saving money. And that's always a concern when you're running your own business. It's for sure a concern. So eliminating some of those things that you don't need can save you money as well. It, it serves so many purposes. You're really just doing <laughs> yourself good there. I love it. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, how can we wrap up our day or, you know, not carry work into the weekend? And, and how do we just like get to a point where we can say, okay, I'm done for the day or I'm not working on the weekend? Yes. Oh my gosh. This is one of my favorite things. So for me, this end of day routine that I teach is honestly more important than my morning routine. I know everybody's like morning routine, like 4 a.m. I am not that girl. <laughs> I have twins. I run a business full time and I like my sleep. I am not getting up at four. I'm not getting up at five. I barely get up at six. Like, <laughs> so for me, this end of day routine is so much more important. And it really is what else allowed me to close the laptop at five or four to really have less anxiety, less mental load about business. There's just so many things that when I started doing this consistently, it was a game changer. I call it my three P's of productivity. It stands for process, plan, and prepare. So process is really going through my notes from the day, all the stuff that had gone on, all the people I talked to, all the things I did. I'm processing the day and I'm pulling out anything that's an action item or something that needs to go on the calendar or something that has like a next step to it, right? So I'm going through my notes and making sure I didn't forget things, making sure nothing's slipping through the cracks, I'm not forgetting to do something or send an email and I'm processing what happened. That alone freed up so much brain space because I really got an, a picture of what happened in the day. I knew I wasn't forgetting things. Before I started doing this, I was one of those people that would wake up at 2 a.m. and I'm like, oh my God, did I send that thing that I was supposed to send to that one person and like couldn't sleep because I'm like, no, I have to go check my computer and see if I did it. Doing this, I know that I've processed the day and that those actions are in my task management tool where they need to be with a date on them, right? So processing the day is the first piece. Planning is the next piece. And this, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't do either. And it hurts in the morning when you don't have a plan and stuff just starts coming at you because then by the time one o'clock rolls around, you're like, what did I get done today? <laughs> So if you can actually hit the ground running with a plan and say, here are my call times between these calls, these are the tasks I'm doing. And you're basically building yourself a roadmap. 
Then when you sit down at whatever time you want to sit down, might be 10, might be eight, whatever works for you, you have a roadmap of exactly what needs to happen. And then prepare, the last P, is really getting everything ready to execute the plan. So if you're going to be on a podcast, making sure you have the outline and your notes. If you have a client call, making sure you have those bullet points ready to go. If you need to be logged into certain things, making sure everything is ready for you to hit the ground running. When I started doing those three things consistently at the end of my day, the anxiety went away. I didn't feel like I was forgetting things constantly. I felt like I could be more engaged with my family after dinner and like actually hanging out. It was just a big game changer. And again, it sounds like one of those like silly little things. And it's really only like a 15 to 30 minute process. But it was a game changer because now I can close the laptop and I'm ready to go back. Here's the thing. Work never goes away. To-dos never go away. And even if you clear your to-do list, you come up with something new like five times over and over and over and over, right? So you've got to manage it to a point that you've gotten the important things done. Now you're spending time with family, you're recharging, and you can start back over tomorrow. And I feel like my three Ps of productivity process has done this. I have videos and stuff all over my website, my podcast about it, where I dive more into it and behind the scenes and all that good stuff. But that was probably one of the biggest game changers that allowed me to grow to six figures and actually not work all the time. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. The three Ps. Fantastic idea too, that you are really preparing for the next day. Like you said, just hit the ground running. And it is so easy for that what fire needs to be put out right now? Or you start looking at emails and it's like you get lost in emails. This yep. is not what you you know wanted to get done and you've lost half your yep. day. So to have that preparation the night before is key. And that's so fantastic. Thank you for, for yeah. sharing that with us. I think that's Absolutely. a huge, huge tool. Absolutely. And you've mentioned your podcast a couple of times. So why don't yeah. we jump in right now and talk about the show that you have and what it is that you talk about. Yeah. So it's the productivity podcast and it's actually on hold right at the moment. It might not be when you're listening to this, but there's like 130 some episodes, but you can definitely go binge. There's lots of things to listen to. I really started it. I had a lot of people coming to me for a lot of the same questions over and over and over and over. There's only one of me. I can only do so much work. <laughs> So I really started it to kind of get my knowledge out to the masses and really help people that maybe weren't in a spot in their business that they could afford to hire me or maybe just needed to kind of like get into the realm of productivity before they like jumped all in. I do a lot of solo episodes where I'll talk through a lot of my systems and processes and routines and audits and and those types of things from a tactical standpoint. There's a lot of mindset stuff because that's, you know, like 80% of business. <laughs> a lot of my story, things I've ran into, challenges I've ran into. But I also bring guests on. So I would talk about how systems really helped them to scale their business and what putting some of these things in place has really given them on the personal side of their life and how it's allowed them to grow their team and their business. It's a little bit of everything. And it's definitely gotten more into the like personal life side of it towards the end of the episodes that are there. And when I start it back up after we get on the road with our RP adventure, it'll definitely be more about lifestyle. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I really like that idea of how can I replicate myself in a way without actually doing that? <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're putting all this information out there that's easily accessible and people can go access it at any time that's convenient for them. And so they're learning this 
and you've just had to share it once. And so that's <laughs> like working smarter, not harder times a thousand right there. And that was yep. awesome. Yep. And I, uh, I definitely walk the walk because I tell people that all the time. I'm like, however you can make this easier on yourself, like go for it. And that was one of the things I ran into numerous times. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to start a podcast because y'all are asking the same questions over and over again. I love it. And tell us a little bit, if you'd like to share yeah. about the adventure that you're going to take now with this RV for a year. Yeah, what so what kind of that? Yeah. So my husband and twins been campers for probably the past three or four years. My husband's been like hardcore tent camper even prior to that. I tent camped a little bit before kids, but we've always loved it. And I feel like it's just time to relax and hang out. You know, we all went through the pandemic, made us question all of our life decisions and what we were doing. So back in September of 2022, I just got this idea. I'm like, you know what? The kids are about to turn 10. We just went through this crazy time. And we love doing this. Like, you know how cool it would be to just live in an RV for a year and like travel the US and do our thing. It was just a pipe dream at that point. I kept talking about it more and more. So then the universe was hearing it. And we really couldn't do anything until my husband got a remote job. Like that was, he he's never worked remote. I've always worked remote for the most part in this whole journey. And I was like, all right, well, you know, if something comes along, we can do this. So January of 2020, one of my clients was actually looking for somebody in the position that my husband was already doing with another company. And he had started talking about it being a remote position. And I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> More conversations happened and they talked. He ended up getting hired on with them. And it wasn't remote the first part of the position just because they had to get to know everything. But he's getting ready to go remote and we're going to live in a 44 foot, we're not roughing it, 44 foot fifth wheel and travel the U.S. We're going to Maine and then back to Ohio where we're at for a wedding and then kind of just a big giant circle around the United States. And I think what prompted it was knowing that I was in a place in my business that I was able to spend more time with the kids. The kids were in a place in school that they were not attached to all of their friends because they weren't in middle school yet. It was kind of just perfect timing. Everything aligned. And I was like, all right, let's pull the trigger. Now, am I saying I'm not extremely terrified of all the things that come with that? Oh, because I am. I'm very scared. There's lots of things that you have to plan for and travel days. And like, it's kind of chaos. And honestly, without my task management tool, I would probably lose. Yeah. So it was just perfect timing. Everything kind of aligned. And we decided to just jump in and do it. It's very scary. There's lots of moving pieces to manage with this. We're actually renting our house. So we didn't go like all in, all in. <laughs> so we're having to rent out the house and just moving and packing and getting ready for homeschool. Yeah. So I'm happy to use my task management tool for business and personal because there's a lot of moving pieces happening. But we decided to start a social media channel for it. So it's The Dixon Detour. If you want to follow, we will have a TikTok and all the fun stuff, all the mishaps, all the things that go along with it. But we're really excited. You know, we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know in a few months. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I can't wait. I, I will for sure follow because I'd love to see how it goes for you. Yeah. The idea of being able to drive around the country and see all the places and still, you know, be running a business remotely 
and being able to homeschool the kids. I mean, I think that's fantastic. And and you're right. They are at a point where it's good timing for them, too, before getting into high school and all of that. So, yeah, yeah awesome. I love it. So for sure, I'll include the name of that in the show notes so we can all follow. Oh. Yeah. But I want to um, transition a little bit into a question that I had, and that was, what's one thing that maybe you wish you knew when you got started as a new business or that somebody who is now getting ready to maybe start a business, what they needed to focus on before launching. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people skip over some of the basic building blocks at the beginning because they go straight for the shiny fun piece of it. And having your why in place is crucial. Like if you do not have a solid why that gets you out of bed every day, at some point, you will burn out and want to quit. That is so huge because there's been so many times that it gets really, really hard because it will get hard. I wanted to quit, but because I was like, no, this is why I'm doing this, I was able to push through. Was it the easiest? No. There's always challenges. There's pivots. There's, I mean, even just in my business journey, I went from organizing houses to productivity coaching to systems. And then I had a podcast group coaching, consulting, like, so many pivots and all of those pivots were really difficult because there were so many moving pieces and there was a lot of times where I'm like working a lot of hours for not much money because I'm doing all of these things I'm spreading myself too thin saying yes to too many things and if I didn't have that why solidly in place it would have been very easy to quit along the lines of building blocks as well a lot of the just basic systems and processes and organization. I know it's not the sexy stuff in business to most people. To me, I could do that for eight hours a day, but (laughs) most people, I get it. It's not the fun stuff, but it is the stuff that's going to allow you to build a solid foundation. It's the stuff that's going to allow you to take time off without working on vacation. It's the stuff that's going to allow you to live in an RV and travel around the country if you want to. It really is the stuff that's going to be the sustainable piece of your business if you've got a lot of that in place. So again, people, I think they just skip over it, right? They're like, I want to start this business. I have this really cool product. I'm going to start selling it and marketing and doing all the things. But I hear a lot of people tell me, they're like, I need more leads. I need more leads. And I tell people, if I give you 100 leads right now and 10 of them convert, can you sustain that on the back end? And a lot of times they can't. They don't have onboarding systems that are seamless. They don't have checklists to give to somebody else to onboard someone. They don't have the back end to hold up to what they want on the front end. And I think, I know they're not sexy, but if you want to do all this marketing and grow the business to something big, you've got to have these things in place or else it will burn you out at some point. I think it really is just the, again, stepping back and kind of slowing down to speed up, just kind of circling back there. And don't be afraid to say no. I said yes to way too much in the beginning because I was like, that might be the next thing. That might be the next thing. But I think I got lost in the sea of saying yes to everything. I was actually missing out on opportunities that would have catapulted me forward faster. So just stepping back and taking a little bit longer to make decisions on things and making sure it really fits into the why and the goals and the big picture. It's all the boring stuff I know, not the fun, (laughs) sexy marketing and like, try this next new thing. 
those are all great. But if you don't have solid systems and foundations in place, it's going to be harder for sure. Yeah. And I think that you had mentioned that logos and brands and all of that kind of thing. That's like what you're talking about. Like that's the sexy stuff. That's what everybody like immediately (laughs) wants to start doing instead of this foundational stuff, which really is what is going to help you sustain, you know, for the long haul. And you're not going to be able to have the customers if you don't have those things in place. Yeah, sure. You can, like you said, get a hundred leads or whatever, but if you don't have all this stuff in place, it's not going to go anywhere. Two, with the branding, right? If you don't know yourself and your brand and who you serve and what you do, you're going to rebrand a lot. Just saying, I I didn't have a lot of this in place at the beginning and I rebranded numerous times. And I'm not saying rebranding is bad because you do have to shift and pivot, right? But I see a lot of people rebranding constantly. Like they're rebranding and new logos and new websites. And I think if people spend a little bit more time on the back end of figuring out their customer and figuring out the real problem that they're solving and what their product and service was and having systems in place that a lot less of rebranding would happen. And I'm telling you guys, you don't want to rebrand that many times. It's really not that fun. (laughs) It's fun for about like 30 minutes when you're like creating all the new things and then you're like, oh my gosh, I have to go change all the links and the things and the like, oh, it's a lot of moving pieces. I rebranded like four times. It's not not a fun thing to do. So really get those foundations in place first. And then that stuff's going to come and it's going to work out better because you've actually taken the time to decide what that looks like. Oh yeah, such great points. And the things that you just said, like you don't think about, oh my gosh, I do have to go change all those URLs and you know, whatever (laughs) that it's just so many pieces and moving parts and things you just don't think about when you're like, I just want to make this look different or look better or whatever. And, you know, what you were talking about with stopping to think about why, who do you serve? Why do you want to serve them? You know, what is this product going to serve or whatever the case may be? Yeah. That's what's really going to help you establish the concept and idea behind the branding and the logo and all of that so that you're setting it up right the first time. I think that's <laughs> such great advice. Yeah, for sure. Yep. It's definitely something I wish somebody would have told me. I just like jumped in head for burst and I was saying yes to everything and creating logos. And it was, yeah. I mean, it was a journey. It was a journey, right? It's always a journey, but the journey could be a little bit easier and I can give you some shortcuts. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we need some help now and again. And yes, it is exciting to jump in and get started. And there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. It's how we learn. It's how we grow. It's, you know, what makes us better. So there's nothing wrong with that. But there's nothing wrong with getting some advice from somebody who's been there before and (laughs) can say, maybe try it this way instead. Yeah, definitely. Well, Brittany, I feel like I could just have this conversation for like another (laughs) hour because I do love the organization and the systems and all of that stuff, too. I do enjoy like the pretty stuff. So the branding, the logo and all of that is is fun as well. But that foundational stuff, I love it. But I want to ask you if there are any books that you would like to suggest that the listeners take a look at that you've read that you think have been beneficial or influential and share any podcasts maybe that you think the listeners should take a look at. Yeah, I'm in an interesting spot in my journey right now. 
now. And I actually have not done a ton of personal development books and podcasts for probably about the past year, almost a year. I am doing a lot of fiction books and taking a lot of time for me, which was it's actually really hard for me to do. I grew up in a really poor family. So the fact that you can come online and make this crazy money and work remotely and live in an RV is like still mine. You've got to back to mindset. So I would say, honestly, I love the Lewis Howes podcast. It's very like motivational, inspirational, and there's also some tactical stuff in it too. He has some really amazing guests that come on. From a book standpoint, I actually, the book that really helped me with a mindset from a money standpoint was Ordinary Superpowers. So again, growing up really poor, figuring out that I had this skill. I was like, nobody's going to pay me for that. It's really easy. Like, just do it. Well, then I realized like a large portion of the population is organized and they will pay you to do it. And when I kind of made that shift that that is my ordinary superpower and I am so good at it, it becomes easy for me and people will pay me for that. Like that was a big mindset shift for me. And it was really fun because the author was actually local in Columbus. So Ordinary Superpowers by Mark Henson. The bright orange book. It's really, really good. And then Atomic Habits, some of those books, The E-Myth, those are obviously good from a tactical standpoint. Yeah, I'm into fiction right now, so I'm not really doing a ton of personal development stuff. (laughs) No, those are great recommendations, though, for sure. Thank you for that. And we absolutely have to have time for the things that we enjoy just for enjoyment's sake. There is nothing wrong with that. So no, don't apologize for that. Yeah, no, I'm into all the thrillers and romance, Frida McFadden. Like there's some good ones on book talk right now. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'll include those in the show notes for sure for the listeners to take a look at. Atomic Habits is fantastic. And a number of guests have shared that before. It's a book I've read. I love James Clare. He's excellent. And The E-Myth is another one that has been suggested before. And Lewis Howe's show is great for sure. So excellent recommendations. Thank you for sharing those. Absolutely. Well, lastly, Brittany, can you share with us where everyone, again, can follow you and your journey? And if they have questions that maybe they want to you know, dig into a little bit more with you, how would they be able to reach you? Yeah. So if you have questions, just email me. It's Brittany at BCOHQ.co. So B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, because I know there's like a hundred ways to spell Brittany. If you have questions, just email me there. But you can also check out our website. Obviously, we've got all the different things we do, the podcast. I have a whole page of resources with behind the scenes videos and tools and all of that stuff. And then from a social media standpoint, I'm pretty much everywhere. So it's Consulting on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And then if you want to follow the RV life, it's the Dixon Detour on all of those platforms also. So yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm having more fun on my social media instead of all business all the time. Awesome. Thank you again for sharing those. And I'll include those in the show notes as well. It's been a delight to have you on, Brittany. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show and share your knowledge and this information with us, some really great tools that we can implement just straight away into our everyday life that I think will help the listeners leaps and bounds. So thank you again so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Awesome. Well, we'll talk more soon. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for more great information designed to educate, inspire, and empower you to achieve your goals. And thanks again for listening.
Thank you all for being here. I'm thrilled to have you join me for my new podcast. If you found this episode enjoyable, I'd love for you to show your support by following, rating, and reviewing on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback will not only help me improve, but it will also help others discover the content. Happy listening.